friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, realtors, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. My guest today is Sarah Curcio. Her business is called Sarah's Social Strategy. She's a marketing manager to coaches and a coach to virtual assistants. She also has been featured in Amazon as a best-selling author for Monetize Your Message, Journal of Gluten Sensitivity, Moms of Business, and Thrive Global. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Katie. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the wonderful intro. Yeah, it's, I'm really excited to have, I love it when I get other social media people on the show because then I can really sort of geek out over what I do. And I, I, I think that this is such an important thing that a lot of businesses might kind of think, oh, well, you know, yeah, I have a social media account, but there's so much strategy that does go into social media and your online presence. So I'm so glad that you could join me on the show today. Oh, definitely. A lot of people think, oh, I'll just post a few things here and there, but there really is a specific unique strategy to each platform that you're working on. Um, yes. I, I yes. particularly can talk about Facebook, LinkedIn, and even Clubhouse, actually. I know that's where you and I met, Sarah. And I feel like a lot yes. of my guests uh, on the show here are, are, uh, are coming from Clubhouse. And guys, if you're not on Clubhouse yet, I mean, I've recently had people on the show talking about networking and different experts and in their field. And I feel like Clubhouse, if it's like networking on steroids. So if you're not on Clubhouse yet, definitely give it a look because that's where I'm finding a lot of my great guests. Well, Sarah, before we dive into the social media strategy, blogging, and, and all that you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up and what was like growing up for you? Sure. I'm actually a Jersey Shore girl, and which is kind of ironic because I don't enjoy the beach. <laughs> And I've grown up here since I'm around eight years old. And I basically stayed in the area where I love it. I'm a pet parent. I love dogs and cats. And I love reading and sewing. Like for those are like my hobbies and a little bit of a personal realm about me. Yeah. And, you know, tell us a little bit about your career journey. I mean, it's one of sure. those things where I, you know, for social media, you know, when I was going to college, it, it wasn't around, like having a job in social media wasn't the thing. So what led you to where you are today? Actually, it was kind of funny because I started social media for my support group that I run. I run a food allergy support group and I just decided to start getting on to promote that. So a lot of the things that I've learned over the years were self-taught. And then I realized as time went on, I could do this for more than just, you say, fun, basically, and to help spread education um, on Celiac, I decided I could turn this into a career and start helping other entrepreneurs grow their business because I always, it's kind of funny because when I was younger, I hated business. And then as I got older, I found I loved marketing. It just inspires me. I get my passion gets ignited when I'm working on on strategy with my clients. So it kind of started like that. It was kind of by accident. And then over the years, I've taken some business coaching programs, 
to expand my knowledge. And this summer, I'm actually signed up for a online digital marketing certificate. So I just, I always feel that I want to keep learning because social media is a beast that is constantly changing. So it it's always good to expand your knowledge. Yes. Yes. I feel like every time I have something planned out and, and mastered, that's when, you know, Instagram decides to open up Instagram live to four people or, you know, clubhouse decides that they want to open up to Android users. <laughs> I mean, it, they, it is ever changing and it is always something to continue to learn about. So I want to talk a little bit today with you about blogging. And I know that you are a social strategist, so we will get into the social strategy too, but really blogging has so much to do with your social media. And can you just talk to us a little bit about what is a blog and how is it different than like an online article? Oh, definitely. That, that is essential because a lot of people don't realize the difference. So to define an article, it would be more than 600 words for starters. And you have to have a lot of facts in an article. You have to have references and different things of that nature. Whereas a blog can be anywhere from 300 to 600 words. And it doesn't have to be as professional. You can even write it in like a diary form so that you're speaking directly to your target audience. And also the SEO component of blogging is so essential because if you don't write an accurate SEO title, focus keyword and meta description, it's really not going to help you at all. And now, article- I want to stop you right there because I think a lot of people might say, whoa, 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 whoa. A, a what? A key, a, a meta description? A, a what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. And I want to just make sure that we break this down for all of the listeners so that they understand what these things are and why they are important for your SEO. I, I think that a lot of people might not understand exactly how impactful blogging is. And it's what you just said right there with the meta description. It helps all of your SEO. So tell us a little bit more about those three things. Of course. I'm sorry, I got on my soapbox and just started ranting without explaining. So the SEO title and focus keyword and the meta description are essential to help you with your Google ranking. And everyone wants to be on the first page of Google when people go to search them. And that's what those three components will help with. Now, for example, if you are using WordPress, which I would recommend to anyone who's going to start blogging, that is the easiest, I'll say, content management system to use for blogs because it has, you can have the plugin Yoast, that's what it's called, to help you to tell you if you're doing the SEO title, meta description, and focus keyword correctly because it, it gives you lights. It gives you a red light an orange bright light or a green light. So this way you know if you're doing it correctly. And the SEO title and the meta description is what pops up on Google. Like if you, whatever you type into the search engine, the SEO title is the clickable part and the meta description is literally a description that will pop up like the first two sentences on Google's front page when you're searching stuff. Does that make it a little bit clearer, Katie? Yes, yes, that is perfect. And 
I think, you know, getting on the, the first page of Google, you mean blogging can really help with that? And I, I, I would love for you just to dive in a little bit more about how the blog will help you rank higher in Google searches. Yes, definitely. I mean, of course, when you're first starting out, you're not going to land on the first page. Everybody wants it, but it does take some time to land on the first page. And not only does the blogging content help it, but the website, your written content can help you with that too. So let me give an example. Say you're a health coach and you're trying to find people who need help with their nutrition specifically. You'll want to write on blog topics that contain, say, clean eating or maybe gluten-free or allergen-friendly or low-fat and different topics like that to attract your target market, whoever needs help with something like that. So all those words that I just said could be your focus keyword. And the keyword is the center focus of a blog. And from that one keyword, that's how you can branch out and write an appropriate SEO title and meta description. That's like the best example I can give because I love working with um, health-oriented clients. So that's the first thing that pops into my head. <laughs> no, I love it. And I think that too, one of the things that you were, you, were, you gave us a, a couple of great ideas for different blog titles. And that's where writing blogs on different things that you can help people with helps you with the search ranking. Now, how would someone even think of different titles to write a blog about? So if they are, say, a business coach or a business consultant, for example, they might want to write on topics to help their clients on strategy. So they might be discussing different things like business operations, working with clients one-on-one -on -one or in group coaching and different things like that. So with that in mind, I would actually recommend writing a blog post on their experience in group coaching, for example, and to say how they go about doing it, how they answer their questions and different things like that within the blog post itself. And then from there, you might want to use a focus keyword such as business strategy or just strategic as an example. And Another thing that is beneficial, and it might be a little bit difficult sounding when I say this, but it's best to not use the same focus keyword over and over again. So don't it's, use like strategy, 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 strategy if you're a business exactly. strategist. <laughs> exactly. So they could use strategy, business strategy, strategic, play on the words a little bit like that in order to have Google rank it. But if you keep using the same keyword like that, it's not going to help you get the green light for the SEO in WordPress. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what is the perfect blog length? I mean, is it 500 words? Is it 1500 words? Is it 5000 words? If someone says, okay, I'm going to start blogging, how one, how long should it be? What's the perfect length? And two, how often should I do it? Should I do it once a month? once a week, once a day, what is the ideal blogging strategy? Well, as I mentioned before, the length that's perfect is between 300 and 600 words. If you are a startup company, I would recommend blogging twice a week. 
However, if you're more if you're a more experienced company and you're more established, you can get away with once a week, most definitely. So that would be my recommendation as to how often, and then definitely, definitely share it on your social media platforms without doubt. If you're writing one blog post a week, share it on your social media once a week like that. That was going to be my next question. And I, so I am all, you know, I'm all about social media strategies here and I'm all about working smarter and not harder. So if you have a blog that you have put this time, effort, and money into sharing it to your social media is just makes common sense. It's just common sense. But how can you take that one blog, Sarah, what would you recommend? How do you repurpose a blog on social media channels? If you're doing it on Facebook, what I would recommend is there's specific times for specific audiences. So first of all, on your page, check your insights to see when your audience has mostly visited your page. And that will give you the key time frame to post and get the optimal engagement that you need. That's what I would recommend for Facebook. And then LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's more important to engage, but you do want to post your stuff as well. So you need to make sure that you are engaging with your target market's content. This way, they'll interact with you. They'll check out your profile and your activity, and then they'll start liking and commenting on your post. So that's the strategy for LinkedIn. And then for Clubhouse, you kind of have to make your own funnel because they don't have DMs or anything clickable. So if you have your Instagram connected to your clubhouse, when you have, you only have one link available on Instagram. So you can do one of two things, either use a link tree, which some people are 50, 50 on. I personally like it. I like it too. Yeah. I just, I don't see what the issue is with it, but some people well, feel a lot of there's a lot of people on the fence over it because then you're directing your website traffic to Linktree's website instead of your own. However, yes. if you have, like for me, I have a podcast, I have a blog, I also have a free workshop, and then I have right this upcoming, I'm, I'm going to be speaking at some summits. So different events that I'm speaking at, I will include a link to that so people can sign up and join the summit. So I'm sending people a lot of different places. It makes sense for me to do it. And it's a lot faster than just creating a page on my website and having to go in on the back end and update the buttons and everything. Linktree is really, really fast. So I'm on team Linktree also, Sarah. I couldn't agree with you more. Everything that you just said that it is so much easier to update Linktree than to have to do it on your own website, especially a link that is hidden and not published on your specific website if you're just directing them to like you say a, a published but hidden page i should, should refer to exactly it as. yes now but Sarah, i would definitely oh, recommend using that this way i'm sorry i just wanted to say i would definitely recommend doing that with clubhouse using linktree and then connecting them you can even put your blog on there as well because you're creating your own quote-unquote sales funnel exactly exactly now sarah you know, I would love to know what you think some of the biggest mistakes businesses make when they get started with their blogging strategy. Some of the mistakes they make definitely is the length because sometimes you will see a blog with only 200 words or they'll go the other extreme and they will write 
a thousand word blog and then you have the TLR comment where it's too long to read, <laughs> you know? And then some of the other mistakes that individuals will make is not using bullet points or subheadings within a blog because a lot of people will tend to skim. So you want to make sure that they're getting the proper bullet points and the proper facts taken away from your blog because not everybody is going to sit there and read. And you also want to have hyperlinks to say your social media page or other pages on your website. So people will click it and check out other aspects of your business as well. And I feel that a lot of people forget those points and neglect them a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that you brought up the skimmable aspect of a blog because you're right. A lot of people don't just, they're not, most people are not going to go to your website and find it and sit down to read an art, like a book. They're going to skim it and find something that pop out, pops out on the page that they are there for. So having those subheadings, having it, you know, bullets segmenting out the blog so someone can skim it and then stop the scroll and then start reading it and maybe back up and be like, oh, okay, so that's what this article is, is about. You know, I think that's so important. And that's why you see a lot of blogs like the top five reasons to blank in blank or, or whatever. And it's to help make it more skimmable. Am I right? Exactly. Completely. Because... A lot of people nowadays are just using their phones. They're yes. really not on their laptops as often. So if they keep scrolling and scrolling and it's a never ending blog, so to speak, they're just going to go away from your website. I mean, you have like 30 seconds to make an impression on someone. So you need to make sure that you have it, have the blog structured accordingly because then they're going to stay on your page for a few minutes and they might even share your page on social media, share your posts. And that's exactly what you want to happen from your visitors. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation about blogging because I think that it's something that people might sometimes forget about. There's so many different things that you need to do online as a business owner. And so, okay, well, I'm posting on Facebook. Wait, you, you're saying I need to post on this page too? Oh, and I need the blog and I need to have an email strategy. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to do online, but all of them exist for a reason. And yes. if you have all of them going, that's what's really going to help you move the needle. Yes, exactly. I couldn't agree more. And Writing is so important when you have a business because you're writing content on your website, you're writing content on your blog, your email campaigns, your social media platforms. I mean, even Clubhouse, you have to structure your bio and write it out accordingly. There's writing no matter what platform you're on. You just can't get away with it. <laughs> it's, it is true. Um, I, <laughs> writing is one of those things where I think a lot of us um, might sometimes kind of shove it aside. But if you are a good writer, it really does make a difference. And that's where I, I think some hiring someone like you to do blogging and email campaigns them really just does, it makes it a lot easier for them to focus on the other parts of their business. I mean, Sarah, you and I, I mean, again, not everyone enjoys posting on social media. Uh, there's a reason that we both have jobs, but that's where hiring it out and contracting out if a good writer really can help you focus on the other aspects of your business so that you can continue to grow. 
So if someone is listening right now and they're like, man, you know, I would love to get in touch with Sarah and just learn more about her blogging and emails. How, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Oh, sure, Katie. And thank you so much for um, bringing that up. I appreciate it. So my website is actually sarahsocialstrategy.com. You can go on there and either reach me through the contact form, or if you want to click one of the buttons on the homepage to schedule a free discovery call to speak with me, that will take you directly to my Calendly link. And we can go from there. Or if you happen to connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn, just feel free to DM me. I'm very active on both and I will definitely get back to you that way. Sarah, this has been such a great conversation. Is there anything I didn't ask you about during today's discussion that you think is important to share with our listeners? No, you actually asked me about all my top specialties because um, social media, email campaigns, and, and um, blogging and SEO are, are my favorite. So that that's my specific niche, and I feel that's how I can best help people. So you covered all bases. Thank you. Sure thing, Sarah. Thank you again so much for coming on the show today. And thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, or check me out on Instagram. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights. <laughs>